Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. How's it going, Kirby? <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're like, okay, what are we doing here? Um, everything's going great. Thank you for asking. How are you, my little Good. pregnant wife? Good. I feel like every time we do this and Zoom, the beauty closet slash office is slowly turn, turning more and more into a nursery. I mean, I straight up see a little diaper changing area and <laughs> some like baby sunscreen. All you need is like some desitin and you're good to go. Yep, yep. For a second, so, I thought that... Ollie was like up on top of it. Like, because the way I think. Oh, but it's his pillow? Oh, it's his pillow. That's what it is. I was like, there's a blanket that looks eerily <laughs> a lot like Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's pillow. down here. Um, okay, I have to tell you before we get started that there was there was a post in the Facebook group and they were shocked that we were not like on the Ferreo train. And I felt a little bit scared <laughs> that we were letting down the Glamgelinos for like not loving the Foreo because somebody posted in the group and said, hey, I just listened to last week's episode. I am like completely shocked that Kirby and Sarah are not down with the Foreo. What do you guys think? And like everyone was talking about how they freaking love their Foreo. And I, I have to know what the marketing push was behind this because I remember when it first came out many, many, many years ago and I had one and I thought it was like fine, but I didn't think it was necessary to my skin. Yeah, I totally used mine too. I think, are they using it um, in a double cleanse situation like to remove layers of makeup or just as like that's the vibe I generally got from people they said that they liked the that it vibrated on the face and that they feel clean afterwards and then I of course I hate chiming in on the threads because I feel like it's like teacher coming in and telling everybody to be quiet but that's not what I'm trying to do at all I just want to chime in to explain like what we meant obviously because we can't say everything that we want to say within this podcast it would take literally hours right but I chimed in I'm like hey you guys can totally love the Ferreo. We are not saying it's bad. We do think it's a little gimmicky, much like the Clarisonic. But if like the key is we want you to wash your face and we want you to wash it well. So if you feel like the Ferreo really is getting your face that good clean, then by all means Absolutely. use it. We're not here to tell you. And some people like I think probably really love that feeling of the vibration, which I mean, who wouldn't? But to me, it feels it was just an extra step that I didn't feel was necessary. Like I love massaging my skin, my cleanser with my fingertips and like really getting in there. Yeah. And I don't, I just didn't feel like it was necessary to have an extra tool to help me do that, but to each their own, right? Exactly. And I definitely don't want people to think that they have to buy something like a Foreo to get their face clean. That's like kind of that's kind of where I was coming from because it is expensive. It's a tool. Um, obviously, it's something that you make an investment in. 
and then you keep for a long time and it hopefully lasts for a couple years. I think it also comes out of like me being lazy in cleaning my products and like my makeup brushes and my gadgets. Like not that it's super hard to clean the Foreo, but like it's just another extra, you know, step that I don't really want to do. Yeah, totally. I mean, and the Foreo, even though it is, you know, antimicrobial and antibacterial, if you're like wearing mascara and foundation and stuff like that like I remember I would have to like I would take a q-tip and try to get in between the little totally (laughs) the little like silicone bristles so but that's exciting that people are like talking about this what they're here oh my god I know like having their own discussions we're constantly amazed when we pop when I pop into this group I'm like it's like imposter syndrome no truly I'm like you listen to this podcast on Unbelievable. Unbelievable. There was this really cute girl who hopped in and she's a Gen Zer. And she was saying that the whole like Morphe 2 thing she felt was just a, like a, a cash grab and that like a lot of the Gen Z people feel like this is really uh, catering to like a younger, younger tween crowd, not necessarily like people that are Charlie and Dixie's age. And that it was also weird because they don't wear makeup. Like Charlie is known for having a very clean, fresh face. So it's like a little weird for them. Totally. I guess that makes sense because it's always it's always aspirational, right? Yeah. But I I don't was I wearing that much makeup? Was I wearing any makeup at like 13? I guess I was playing with makeup. It was like discovery. When I was 13, yes, I was allowed to wear blush and I was allowed to wear mascara to school. Like those were the two things I was allowed to wear. Oh. I know. And then once I got to... That's why you're such a pro. You've been wearing mascara <laughs> since you were a preteen. It was like the one thing that my mom was going to let me wear. And then lo and behold, like it always looked like I was wearing a lot of makeup because I had the longest eyelashes ever. So everyone totally. like... Do you remember what the mascara was? Oh, it was definitely L'Oreal Voluminous, 100%. Tried and true, still one of my faves. I love that. If I, it's very rare that I like don't get a mascara send, but if there comes a day where I don't have a mascara, like I go to reach for a mascara and it's dry and I know it's time is up, I'll just like walk to CVS and pick up yeah. a Voluminous and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think the first makeup product I was allowed to wear was either blush and then like like a tinted lip. Mm-hmm. But then like I really gravitated towards like eyeliner. That was like my shit. Even though I was, I couldn't. Same. It's not like I knew how to wear it either. Like I would always apply it way too thick. And like wet and wild black liquid liner was my favorite throughout high school and college. And I still probably would love it. I haven't used it in a long time. But like it was fat wing, you know, fat cat eye. A fat wing. I love a good fat wing. And then you take the the, uh, pencil, black pencil and go underneath, right? You just line the entire eye. Why did we do the black liner underneath the eye? I do not understand it. It's like Mm -hmm. a rite of passage. It's like something that I think all young women go through. They're like, it's like. They open up a book one day and someone's like, you need this. And then all of a sudden you run to the nearest store, Target, wherever. You grab the yep. deepest, darkest coal and you liner get you in can there. find. And then get it <laughs> all up line. in that eyeball. All up in that. I have a picture and I need to find it, Sarah. It was, 
have we talked about the fact that I permed my hair to look like Justin Timberlake? I feel like it's probably been brought up on. Uh, uh, yes, but we haven't seen any photos. Unfortunately, for everyone that had to look at me, I permed. I think it's strange that you did it to look like Justin Timberlake. Okay, Sarah, this is. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, oh my God. I wish Patrick was listening to this right now because I was just talking about how there is, there has to be a psychology behind wanting to look like your crush versus like wanting to attract your crush. Like, did you go to NSYNC concerts and stuff? Um, no, no, I don't think so. Did you go to any like boy band? Like who was your biggest crush? Like did you go to any of their concerts or any Yeah, of- well no, like okay, so I mean I loved JC okay, in, okay. and Sync, but I don't think that I guess like okay, maybe like wearing a turtleneck like him. Okay, okay. So exactly. The, the, there <laughs> but is not a, perving my hair. There is a psychology behind this, Sarah, because last week on my Instagram stories, I started getting nostalgic and talking about like the Disney original concert series and like people, yeah. people that have not messaged me literally in maybe years were engaging with me. I'm like, is this my new content? Just nostalgia and not beauty, whatever. And so I was talking to them about uh, this was the, you know, I was like, this era in time was the phase where I perm my hair <laughs> to have something in common with Justin Timberlake. And I talked to Patrick about it and he was like, what are you doing? And I would go to instant concerts And I, instead of dressing like cute or sexy to like, be like, I'm an attractive girl. Like, would you want me? Which by the way, they wouldn't. They were 10 years older than me. And it was like gross. No, I get it. Of course. You all, yeah, you would pick your outfit based on the fact that perhaps maybe they would see you in the audience. Sarah, I wore windbreakers. I wore (laughs) highlighter, yellow, windbreaking jackets. I wore turtlenecks. In style. Like nothing Nothing computes here. It's like if you really are so obsessed with JC Shazay and you think you're going to be Mrs. Yeah. JC Shazay, if you're going to go to an insane concert, potentially like meet him in a meet and greet and like have close up tickets and you're, or even not, you're just going to be in the in the vicinity. Like there's a TikTok team, t- TikTok meme right now where it's like people in the audience of a concert and it's like trying to act all like coy, like thinking <laughs> that the main guy is going to look at them and it's like, uh, we're in the nosebleeds. Oh, I felt that. I, I, I feel it so hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. You you know what's funny about you saying this, though? Um, it, it sort of does make sense. There is a psychology behind it because when I was at Tiger Beat, um, the owner of Tiger Beat and Bop, Mr. Scott Lawfer, he like inherited the company from his dad and who, you know, used to do Tiger Beat back in the day in like the 70s or 80s, whenever it was like, you know, at its heyday. Um, and he said that they would only put, or he would know like whether or not a young man was going to be a heartthrob, a teen heartthrob based on how they looked, if they looked a little feminine. So you have Justin Bieber, you have Zac Efron, like people who, you know, no facial hair, cannot have any facial hair, cannot seem threatening at all, like cannot be too manly. Um, they had to have softer features and that's what girls liked. Oh my God. This actually makes so much sense. Remember early, early sync days, Joey and Chris didn't have facial hair, but then they did. And I felt like they were the ones that- Older girls were attracted to. Yes. Yes. Because when I would ask like my friend's older sisters who were like 18 and like legally able to date these men because 
they were like only four years older than them. Yeah. They were all, they always had the hots for like Joey and Chris. And I remember being like, Joey <laughs> and Chris? Ew. What? I don't know anyone who liked Chris for the record. Oh my God. But this is the best. I know. Freaking Chris with his like appropriative yeah. cornrows. <laughs> like, like this man, like, what are you doing? But he had the best personality. He was so funny. And he like, he had facial hair. And then Joey, my mom's favorite was Joey. This completely, this tracks. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Italian Joey with the goatee and the red hair. (laughs) Love it. I also feel like like moms loved Joey because he looked a little bit older than everyone. My mom like knew the second he performed on The Masked Singer that it was Joey. She was like, Joey Fatone is the rabbit telling you right now. I'm like, mom, yes, I'm aware. I could tell you that. That's so funny. Anyways. Okay, so yeah, you're not as weird as you thought you were or as Patrick thinks you are. Exactly. He, he de- Well, when I was trying to tell him about, th- like, I'm like, there's a psychology behind this. He's like, well, yeah, there is. But I'm like, no. People don't talk about this. This should be a piece that I write. So if any of our edit- editor friends are listening, please assign me the story. I you would should. love. You should write it for a lore. I would love to get into the psychology of dressing up like J.C. Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh that my man. God. That man. Okay. What the things that he does to my loins oh my and gosh. my brain. <laughs> snorted. Love that 15-minute intro. Okay, let's do beauty news. Yes, we've got, again, lots lots to talk about this week. Um, but first, let's start with the new faces of Neutrogena. Who are they? Lana Condor from Ooh. To All the Boys. We all know Bobby. Lana. Love, love her so much. Um, and then Jenna Ortega, who is on You and Jane the Virgin, and then you know a Disney Channel series called Stuck in the Middle. So both these beautiful women of color are the new faces of Neutrogena. And I think that they're excellent picks. So well done, Neutrogena. Yeah, Neutrogena nailed it. And I got to say, Jenna is so good in you. That's how I fell in love with her. I obviously, I'm too old for Stuck in the Middle. Um, and I didn't watch Jane the Virgin. <laughs> Sorry, Disney Channel. I really wish I wasn't, but here we are. Um, and then I mean, I think that this pick is well. Actually, both of them are not to attract us. Oh, of course, it's not our age demo. However, um, they're both. I mean, they're both like incredible young women. So, but I loved to all the boys. Obvi obsessed. The soundtrack is just like one of my faves that I replay. Um, so in this article with people, both actors said that they were excited to be ambassadors for the brand because Neutrogena encourages them to use their platforms to speak out about social issues, which I also think is really cool because you would think, you know, being the face of a huge, huge brand would be limiting in what you could say, you know, on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Um, but I think that yeah, I, I again kudos to Neutrogena. I'm excited to see them do the iconic splash of water. The splash and smile. Nobody ever looks as good washing their face as they do in a Neutrogena commercial. I ho- I hope that one day we'll get to do that. You'll you'll definitely you're close to that. Neutrogena, get Los Angeles in on this. Oh my gosh, we should make. I have dreams of us having a TV show where we like 
just do random beauty crap and one of the things should be sponsored by Neutrogena and they teach us how to do this this <laughs> splash and smile. I want to see what the bowl looks like. Seriously. If it's actually a bowl at all. How many times are you doing it? What is the technique? Jennifer Garner does a really good one. I always think of Hayden Panettiere or like uh, Misha Barton <laughs> back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kirby and I are both just pretending to like wash water onto our splash water. <laughs> we want to see your right own now. splash and smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know, fun fact, that Allison McNamara, founder of Mara and my former co-worker at yeah. Pop Sugar, her dad used to work for Neutrogena and found... Misha Barton, essentially. Oh. Yeah. I knew that her dad was a big deal, but I didn't know he discovered Misha Barton. That's exciting. I know. She told us that story. Fab. All right. Moving on. We have some more news from Rare Beauty, Selena Gomez's beauty line, which is this launch postponed? Yes. Well, they, they say late summer. What, oh, okay. whatever that means but it was postponed i think it was supposed to be early summer got it yeah so selena gomez's rare beauty launches a 100 million dollar mental health initiative for underserved communities that's awesome and so it says from the moment the first rare beauty product is sold one percent of sales will be dedicated to increasing access to mental health resources and services especially for underserved communities And with the added help of funds from their partners, $100 million will be raised over the next 10 years and will make the Rare Impact Fund one of the most prominent mental health organizations associated with a corporate identity. Wow. This is a good move. Uh, Well, obviously, it makes sense. Selena Gomez is super open about, you know, her mental health. And as someone who is very privileged and has, you know, amassed a small fortune, from you know her from disney and singing all that she has a lot of money and so it's like it's nice to see her give back already you know exactly so it says rare will launch exclusively at sephora later this summer yeah okay so gabrielle union is relaunching her hair care brand called flawless um which is exciting because she had launched this hair care brand previously um, a few years ago, but she didn't feel good about it. It just wasn't the right time. Basically, you know, it was a hair care brand. And then she was going through, um, you know, back to back IVF treatments and she was losing hair. She didn't feel flawless. She wasn't feeling good about herself. And so she just felt like it was like, you know, not the right timing, felt inauthentic. And so it mm. launched in Ulta and then um, I think it did pretty well, and then she pulled it, hit pause. Recently, decided to relaunch it with the help of her longtime hairstylist, Larry J. Sims. Um, and so they relaunched with a 12-piece range made to fit every hair type. So there'll be shampoos, conditioners, scalp treatments, mm. curl cream, co-wash, and more. And all of the products are under $10. And That's incredible. I know. And... She switched retailers. You will be able to shop the products on Amazon.com because she really, really wanted it to be accessible to everyone, all of her fans, Um, which, yeah, I mean, being able to shop on Amazon and then all of the products be under $10 is pretty amazing. I agree. Sarah, how do you feel about beauty products on Amazon? It's so hard for me because I feel like I really, I mean, well, I 
don't order a lot of beauty products at all, but I don't do, I don't order them on Amazon because I feel like I just can't trust where it's coming from. However, if it's like a house labs or, you know, a a flawless situation, I would feel more comfortable about it. Yeah, you definitely, I think we should do like an Amazon do and don'ts episode, but on Amazon, you have to make sure that you're shopping directly from a storefront. So if you see a product that you like and you end up clicking on its brand name, see where that takes you. If it's flawless beauty, great. It That's like the official storefront. But if it's like third-party retailer, like cheekycheeks.com or whatever, but I don't think people really take the time to look to see where they're purchasing the product from. They just see the product and the name. And they think, oh, this is a legitimate thing. Yeah. It's very confusing, but I feel like it's obvious because you, one, will have to pay for her shipping or it doesn't come, or it takes like two weeks to come, you know? Um, But it definitely is like super misleading. And I think that there are a lot of like third-party retailers who are selling expired products and, you know, like you really have to do your research. So y'all just be vigilant uh, when buying your products. I do think that this is smart, similarly um, to how Gaga, you know, did Amazon so that everybody could get it easily. I totally... I'm totally down with that. Although the reason why I asked you, Sarah, is because I feel like Jeff Bezos doesn't need any more money in his pockets. So, But one of the things I was going to also say is that I love that all these products are under $10. It's unheard of, I feel. You can't beat that. So congratulations. I feel like I'm congratulating all these people. (laughs) I know. (laughs) They're not listening and I don't know them. Same. Congrats, Gabrielle. Respect. (laughs) Um, Sarah, do you want to tell me about this? Because I am just now hearing about this. Yes. So you are going to be able to shop your favorite Mac products on ASOS now, Hmm. which is really interesting because you can almost buy literally anything on ASOS now. Seriously. I, for a while, had, for like, not a while, a few years had their you know um it was kind of like equivalent to the prime shipping I don't know if you ever had that um where it was like you pay $19 a year and then you would order like whatever order you uh you place you get it in like within two days even if it was (gasps) like shipping from the UK it was really bad it was like the epitome of like fast fashion um (laughs) but hey kept me cute Kept me cute for a few years. Anyways, so now, you know, they've expanded their beauty selection. Um, You can get Charlotte Tilbury products. You can get Hip Dot. And now you can get a ton of MAC products. They drop 474 makeup products, says Allure. And then they'll be doing new drops every month. And the curation will be geared towards the 20-something customer because that's who's shopping at ASOS. Interesting. All right. Yeah. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> cool. Does that mean because we're not 20-something? We're old. We're 30-something. Well, we have Gen Z listeners, apparently, so I'm just, you know, letting them know. I just want everyone to know that we're cool because we have Gen Z listening. Thank you very much. Okay, last piece of news. So this is a new Black-owned beauty brand that launched in Sephora this month, Bread Beauty Supply. Have you heard of this, Sarah? No. Tell me more. I'm excited. So 
It is such oh, a cute, cute brand. Um, the focus is on natural hair. And the founder, Mava Heim, said this. She said, typically women with textured hair have not been included in the conversations around the ideal of quote unquote lazy girl or quote unquote done undone hair with minimal and effortless maintenance and styling. This is something that I want to change. Hair routines and the rhetoric around black hair have been dominated by messages of heavy product uses, usage, excessive routines, styling, and hair manipulation. Bread embraces simplicity in hair care. We want to give our audience the products and tools to embrace it too. So I actually was attracted to this brand because the founder, Mava, said that she wants to like get rid of the word anti-frizz because when it comes to like natural coily curly hair a lot of the times when you see it in advertisements or things like that it's like been photoshopped so that it looks like perfectly quaffed and that's just not how it's supposed to be and your hair can still be beautiful and still be undone and that frizz is a part of being having beautiful hair mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I have been really excited about this launch so she launched with three products which I think is great there's the gentle milky cleanser it's a sulfate free hair wash that takes care of buildup and debris then the creamy deep conditioner is a vegan hair mask made for dehydrated coily and kinky textured curls and then the everyday gloss is a silicone free hair oil that coats the strands so the products range from 20 to 58 dollars and it's sold um, on their website and also Sephora. You can find them at Sephora now. I I really want to meet Mava. I haven't had the opportunity to speak with her before, but she seems awesome. I started following her on Instagram. So if you guys are looking, especially for a a hair product that focuses on natural hair, look up Bread Beauty Supply on Instagram and give them a follow. I love the branding, the packaging. It's so cute. It's so, so cute. They did an amazing job. So shall we get into what's, what's on, on your, your face? face? Hey. 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 <laughs> um, all right. You want to start? Yes. So I did a poll on my Instagram yesterday saying, do you think I liked this product that launched? I took it and I failed. She failed. There's still things we don't know about each other. I know. I know. So the product was the Becco Becco. <laughs> so the product was the Becca Zero No Pigment Virtual Foundation. Sarah, when you hear this name, that's a name. It, it's it's a it's a name. But what do you think of when you hear this name? Yes. Okay. So I thought of primer because okay. what does No Pigment Virtual Foundation mean? I think of yep. like a blurring product of some sort so when this product was announced trend mood is the one that posted about it we'll reserve opinions for another time Mm -hmm. i remember getting an email being like what is this and i asked some people that are related to the brand what what is this is it a primer because that's what it sounds like in all the beauty groups i'm in people were like this is just a primer right and The brand was very uh, careful not to call it a primer because they didn't want people to feel like they needed to wear it underneath makeup. Primers now are so synonymous with being like the first step in your makeup routine Mm -hmm. that, you know, I I think by calling it a primer, people will be like, but I am barely wearing makeup right now. So why would I need one? Yeah. 
And I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, and we've talked about it with, who was it who was like, was it Sertano when we were talking about, like, there was the rise of primers, you know. Totally. 2018, 2019. And then people sort of realized they didn't really need it or they didn't want to wear it. Because, like, every brand was coming out with a primer. Totally. And I think it honestly makes people less likely to try a product if it's called a primer. So I understand what mm-hmm. they're doing. But my quiz on my my Instagram was, do you think I liked this product? And let's take a look right now. What are the results? I've only had this up for a few hours. But, okay. <laughs> I haven't changed. They've stayed the same. I've been testing this launch and I'm curious. Do you think I liked it? 30% thought I said Yes. And 70% thought I said no. And I'm here to tell y'all, you got duped. Y'all got But this surprised you too. Oh, it did surprise me. I think. I love this stuff. Like I, this is a a go-to for me now. So this is a $36 product. I would call this a moisturizing, or sorry, a mattifying moisturizer. That's how I would describe this. So I went into the launch. A clear what moisturize a clear yeah, it's totally clear there is Man. no there is it's like not white it's not milky nothing okay i went into this launch just like you being super sus like this is a primer and then i was like oh it doesn't have silicones okay okay because you know i've been gravitating towards like the silicone free primers like the one from armani mm-hmm. and the one from lawless and stuff like mm-hmm. that it claims to blur and smooth your imperfections, which kind of adds to the narrative that people are like, this is a primer. Yep. But I think the thing that really gets me is that it has all do- all doy. <laughs> I think the thing that really gets me is that it has all day oil control. I am so oily, especially in my T-zone. I have combination skin. I have to powder all the time. When I was at work working on camera, it was like in between every single take, I had to be powdered to the gods and it was really frustrating because when you overpowder, you can look really cakey. Um, it can make mm-hmm. your bra- your makeup break up. So I've never really been a fan of wearing too much powder, although I do have to wear it. So I wore this all weekend in the desert heat and I loved it. I loved how it went on my skin. It felt so nice. There, um, I wore it alone and I wore it underneath makeup. And the key is, I think people really, I think Becca wants you to wear this alone, like nothing underneath or nothing on top. Totally. But I loved it both ways. I thought my skin was mattified. My pores didn't look as uh, pronounced. And I had a little bit of a glow from just wearing it alone. Mm -hmm. But then from like wearing it underneath makeup, I felt like it made my makeup look bomb. And it made my skin look awesome too. So most primers have this silicone feel. That's like, like you said, it's like more milky or serum-y. And this is even, I mean, it kind of feels silicone-y, but there's no silicone in it. Yeah, it's hard to describe. I think we were texting about it when I tried it and I was like, it reminds me of a primer that I've tried before, but it finishes way different. It's like a jelly almost. It's not, but it's not. It's, uh, it's. And then it absorbs super quick. And even now, so I personally tried this. I I need to try it again, but I don't have oily skin, so I didn't I didn't love it. Yeah. However, I'm I'm gonna give it another try because you love it so much. Just in this, you know, last few minutes that you talked about you're talking about it, I put it on one hand and then left the other hand blank and it 
this hand that it's on looks so much nicer and smoother. <laughs> I mean, it really does look, I mean, obviously the cosmetic benefits there immediately because of the smir- <laughs> the, the zoom, zoom automatically smooths your face and hands. Right, right, so right, I can't I see. see. But I think that initially, you know, going into it, I'm like, is this going to be a primer? This is a gimmick. It feels a lot like Emperor's New Clothes situation. But I will say. It's like luby Kirby. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. It's it like is. it reminds me of lube. It reminds me of lube. Yes. And may- face lube. Yes. And um, remember Huda came out with that like primer that was sort of luby. No, I don't remember that. Sorry, Huda. Or maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, that's what it reminds me of. So, anyways, um, there's no silicones in this, so you don't have to worry about pilling or like a weird texture, which I think is great, and. A lot of times with primers, you put them on and then your face kind of feels like tight. Mm-hmm. But this is like a moisturizer. So it really does feel hydrated. I love it. I don't even wear a moisturizer underneath it. So I'm very, very happy with this product. I'm proud to report. Well, okay, I guess I'll, I'll say this. I do hate the marketing of it. I do hate that they're calling it a pigment, no pigment virtual foundation. Um, and that is because it technically is a base or a foundation because that's what's on your skin first. But most people associate those terms with pigment. Right. So it feels kind of like they're really going out on a limb here to try to get people to use this product. Right. Like they could have called it a no pigment or like the opposite of a tintin moisturizer. Yeah. So th- like I was going to say, I think that it would be better described as a hydrating moisturizer or a gel powder Mm. Mm. because like if you could get people to wear I would wear a gel powder if I heard the words gel powder I'd be like what is this and then I'd be more likely to put it on like you know to mattify my face versus like wanting to use it as like the first step you know what I mean yeah or like even a clear cc bb cream yeah yeah, I think honestly, like calling it foundation was a misstep here, in my opinion, just because I think the conversation around it has been like, it's not a foundation. It's not a foundation. And yeah. I, I, it technically is a foundation. Foundation literally means like the first step. Yeah, right, right, right. So um, I do, I, like, I think that's the marketing is a little gimmicky. I do think that Becca Zero reminds me a lot of like Pepsi Zero Coke or Zero. Coke Zero or, or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? But I have to say, trying the product myself, I as a person who has pronounced pores on my nose and I'm super oily on my forehead and I'm on my nose and I am very satisfied with this product. The other product in the launch is called the Pigment Glass Highlighter for Face and Lip. Honestly, I think this is just... It's lip gloss. Yeah, yeah, it's clear lip gloss. And but cute. Could, it's cute, but not really changing the game with this guy. I'm obsessed with how it. I now applied it to both my hands. I feel like the next uh, hand selfie manicure photo I take, I'm gonna apply this all over my fingers. It make makes it look really smooth. So I am loving this product. And I think that if, especially if you're not wearing a lot of makeup right now, but you want something that's going to blur imperfections and help with oil control, grab this guy. It's great. Is it out yet? When does it launch? I feel like it's not out yet. It's coming for you. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Okay, this is one of my favorite brands always. So Sarah, what is on your face? I feel like it's so funny that we're both talking about foundations 
this week, quote unquote, um, because we haven't been wearing a lot of makeup at all these last few months. Anyways, but this is also a foundation that's like more like a tinted moisturizer. Okay. But definitely way more like a foundation than the last product you're talking about. Well, because it has pigment. Right, because it has pigment. So Giorgio Armani has come out with the Neo Nude True to Skin Natural Glow Foundation, which I knew immediately upon receiving the product that I was going to love it. However, I've talked about shade matching with Giorgio Armani products with you before and how I struggle. And that was something that I was worried about. Mm -hmm. So because it is lighter, so this um, formula is lightweight, but buildable. And it delivers like a very natural, healthy looking glow. Mm -hmm. It's very hydrated. It's got hyaluronic acid in it. It feels more like a tinted moisturizer. So it's definitely, um, even though the, so I'm, I use shade 5.5. It's not perfect on me. But because it's lighter, I can blend it into my skin and it finishes like great. Okay. It looks really, really good. But it's not like a typical tinted moisturizer and that tinted moisturizers usually make you look dewy all over, you know? This dries matte in the areas that you want it to or just doesn't make you look oily in your T-zone. Okay, okay. Kayleen McAdams, who is a fabulous makeup artist slash sister to Rachel McAdams. Yes. Did they did this fan? Did you do this desk side? No, I, I missed that. I really wanted to go, but I wasn't able to. Uh, it was like very fancy. They had their own like Zoom. It wasn't through Zoom. Oh. Um, it had like the whole like Armani border and you could like, if you had a question, you clicked on a hand and it would like raise a hand for you. It was cute. <laughs> yeah, I was into it. Um, but anyways, she did a whole virtual makeup class and walked us through this product. And she said exactly that, that although just when it comes to like selling a product, especially nowadays when we can't go into a store, like we have to relate it to something that we know, right? So like for the Becca one, it's like, it's a no pigment foundation, but it's like not really, but it's not a primer, but it's like we have to use these terms that people are familiar with. Yeah. And so I think when they are marketing this product, it's um, easy for a lot of people say, to say that it is like a tinted moisturizer. But she was like, but it really isn't because it dry. It, it has like a more of like a matte finish, but it still makes you look really dewy in the areas that you want to. So it's like perfect basically for summer. Okay. Um, And I wore it over the weekend. It felt really, really good and comfortable on my skin. Um, stayed on all day throughout the heat and I will definitely well if I had any summer weddings to go to I would wear this <laughs> but I don't nobody's having um, a summer wedding or a winter wedding so I'll just so I'll just wear it you know whenever I want to when I want to look cute but yes again I am shade 5.5 it is $40 you can get it at Sephora I believe and on um, the Giorgio Armani Beauty website. I can't wait for you to try it. I know, I'm excited. I obviously have been concealing it up lately. That's like all I've been really wearing. But now I'm, I, I feel like we're probably gonna see maybe more foundations. I don't know, who knows? Yeah, but like I think lighter foundations that are, you know, not full face. Yep. All right, that is the end of our episode. You guys, okay, guys. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. Um, it's hot. <laughs> did you just lift your shirt up? Yeah, but I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, y'all. Uh, that's the end of this episode. Sarah's promptly lifted her shirt up, so I think it's time it's to put a, put a fork in body it. Runs 10, my body runs 10 degrees warmer than it usually does. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and thank you for uh, chiming in on our episodes. So we are going to start doing Tuesday episodes, beauty news and what's on your face. And then a Friday episode, you know, being either a guest or like a meteor topic of conversation that Sarah and I will cover just the two of us. So, so meaty, so meaty. So thank you guys. Follow us. <laughs> I, I, I'm really, I don't know what's okay. happening to me today. I'm just okay. like, rah, rah. do you need help? Yep. Help, help. <laughs> okay, don't forget to follow us. I think that's what Kirby was trying to say. Don't forget to follow us on our socials, our Instagram, Los Angeles Pod. Join our Facebook group. Lots of compelling discussions on Foreos <laughs> and whatnot going on over there. Our Twitter, Los Angeles Pod. Visit our website, LosAngelesPod.com. Read through our fun and fancy episode lists and leave us a note. You can do that. I, I love suggesting that just because... It's a capability that you can do us on our website. Um, and then, you know, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Makes our day. Is that it? Yeah. All right. That's it. See Bravo. you guys on Friday. See you on Friday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 